Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. Wow, do we have something to tech about where every episode focuses on ways students create digital evidence of active learning. As a Google for Education district, students and educators alike have free, unlimited access to apps that support creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking, all elements of 21st century active learning. We are Google for Education certified trainers, Drew and Angie with Something Something to to Tech About. Well, welcome. This is episode nine of Something to Tech About, and today we're very excited. We have in the recording booth, we have Christopher Goodrich, and um, he is a teacher here in Savannah, Georgia, but we're going to let him have the honors of introducing himself and telling us a little bit about how um, you use technology in your classroom just to get us started off. Thanks for having me on. I teach at Southwest Elementary School. Uh, I was in fifth grade, but they are putting me down to second, so we'll see how that goes. Okay. But yeah, I grew up in the school system here, so it's been kind of a cool experience to kind of see everything from behind the scenes now. Very good. Certainly, yeah. It's it's very different to be an educator than it oh, is absolutely. to be a student, right? Absolutely, yeah, very. <laughs> the four C's, critical thinking, communication, creativity, and collaboration are universal skills that will serve students well in any career choice. Technology can help teachers design engaging lessons that incorporate the four C's, and technology gets students to put those skills to practice. Well, we're so happy um, that you have joined us. And if you recall, if you've been listening, which I'm sure you have been, (laughs) most of our episodes have focused on um, using G Suite for Mm -hmm. education apps. And uh, we believe that you have actually put a lot of the ideas that either we've talked about or you've Mm -hmm. searched out in using G Suite for education into action in your classroom. So we're eager to hear some of the things that um, you've done with your students. Would you mind sharing? Absolutely. Um, I, I've done a little bit. I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to in uh, the classroom, mm-hmm. just due to the amount of technology we had. But uh, I definitely did set up my Google, Google Classroom beginning of the year. We used it some. We really got into using it towards the end of the year for our GMAS review. Um, I created a hyperdoc about the Cold War for review on that. We did, I created a digital sort for plants for plants. Um, so, I mean, I kind of took it all over the place with it because we were lucky enough that during GMAS, we happened to have a cow at our disposal in the classroom for the like, two full weeks, which was great. That's almost unheard of. Yes. I know, I know. And that's what, everyone, that's, that's what everyone has told me. And I was like, well, I wasn't going to give that thing up until GMAS was over because I wanted to use it as much as possible. Um, which is mainly because I had right before GMAS, I had taken the level two certification test and taken and done that. Right. So I wanted to put some of the stuff that I learned prepping for it in use. Okay. What was one of the favorite things you may have done at that time? So the, well, you mean like for the classroom or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you took something from the level two experience back into your classroom, what was? All the things I learned on Google forms. 
I ah. absolutely loved it because you can give a quiz or you can give an assignment and have it automatically graded for you, yeah. which, as you guys know, it takes a long time to grade all the assignments you give. In fifth grade, you're giving a lot of work to prep them for GMS, so sure. getting them to do the Google Form stuff was amazing. Um, and I learned more things about it that I didn't know prepping for sort of for the level two. Like, um, I'm trying to off the top of my head, I did not know that you could um, do different uh, sections and yes. different pages. Yes. It was something that was totally new to me. Oh, great. Um, Helps with pacing students along, doesn't it? Yes, and with the kids that in my class, you really had to help keep them paced and, and uh, kind of, if you gave them one long 20-question thing on one page... It was going to be a bit daunting for them, so it was nice to be able to s- split it up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> and we are, uh, we can continue to talk about level two. So I just kind of want to touch base on what that is referring to, and that is Google Certified Educator, yes. right? Yes. And um, I believe you are level one and level two. Yes, I have both certified. Now. I do have both. I got the first one about a year ago, a mm-hmm. year in April. And after doing some more research on the stuff, I said, well, let me go ahead and try and do level two. And I, I passed it. I was yeah. happy with that. And I have been helping one of my uh, teachers at school. She's the, one of the gate teachers. She's working on it. I'm not sure if she took it yet, but I know she was working on that. Okay. Um, so there's so many great resources out there to help you with it, like Casey Bell and Shake Up Learning and things like that. Absolutely. And you were a member of the Academy? I was. I okay. was. I did, the, I did the level two one for the Academy, Okay. Um, which really was a big help. Good. Yeah, um, Glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't focus, I didn't do a lot of the activities on it. I hate oh, to admit yeah. that. But, no, that's okay. But what I, I, what I needed to work on, I did definitely do and it was it was it was very helpful good Good. well that's what we have in there i mean as an adult learner you get to pick the things that you need to practice so there's no there's no sense spending time on things you already feel comfortable with. oh exactly you're right you're right time is precious right especially as a teacher yes yes The International Society for Technology in Education, ISTE, is a nonprofit organization that serves educators interested in the use of technology in education. Visit www.iste.org for student and teacher technology standards and resources for integrating technology in your classrooms. Um, when you think about using the technology with your students and as a level two certified educator, I think that it kind of brings in a lot more resources for teachers that in terms of putting in your own toolbox. Yes, absolutely. Are, are there things that you've had students do now as fifth graders that maybe you you didn't encourage them to do before? Like, are there ways your own instruction has changed now that you're a level two educator? I feel that now that I've gotten the, to level two, I, I feel like if I have the resources at my disposal, I can do more with the G Suite and, and uh, Google Classroom and things like that. Um, I knew how to use it. I'd done the level one. Mm-hmm. I knew the basics. But having had the chance to do um, and prep for level two gave me a lot more information. Mm-hmm. And a lot of more, a lot more ideas. And like I said, it's really about having the the technology at your disposal, which is which is hard, in in, a, in any elementary school, especially. You know, I know in the higher grades they have like computer labs, and they have all these different more resources at their disposal. And you have some kids in elementary who don't know how to use computers, so you're teaching them that as well. But getting, if I have the technology at my disposal, I know I would be able to. Mm-hmm. do a lot more. I can't say I much changed between getting level two and 
having uh, my fifth graders do the online stuff. Right. I think that my instruction will, will change yeah. as I go on. But now that I'm moving to second grade, it won't be won't be as much. But over, through the years, I'm sure, you know, I'll have new options and new oh, ideas. Oh, absolutely. That <clears throat> toolbox will continue to grow for sure. And your, your own teacher toolbox. And oh, absolutely. Whether, you know, a couple of devices or, you know, one-to-one. Do you see, I'm, I'm not sure how many devices you may have daily access to. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you mention, you know, if I had the devices or the resources, do you see... Um, the possibility of just you know five devices working and and now that maybe you're going down to a um, lower grade level mm-hmm. do you see it working with your future second graders if you just have you know two three four five devices well what's nice about the curriculum that we have in Chatham County is like with the guide with the balanced literacy and guided reading is you do rely on the small groups and you can use them in the small groups a lot. And um, our school focuses a lot on the iReady. So it kind of kind of pushes away some of the other things that we could be doing. Mm-hmm. But um, when there's more free time with it, um, once those kids get their 45 minutes on each subject, I imagine that I could possibly actually incorporate some of those things. Because you can link from your Google Classroom other things like I know with my fifth graders this year I linked vocabulary lessons mm-hmm. and um, I linked them to uh, different videos they could watch and answer questions about and once second grade is going to be so new to me that I don't even know what, <laughs> I'm, doing, what I'm, getting, I'm getting myself into yet so you we'll know what to, to expect right. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. the curriculum is so different that in my oh, head yeah. I can't even imagine what I'm going to be doing just yet right, right. Totally. But, I, but if once I get on my feet and everything with it I think that I could use the mm-hmm. computer use some a few laptops and or a few of my desktops in the classroom and do something with a small with small groups, yeah. so rotations and things like that. Reflect so. on what they, you know, the whole group reading or mm-hmm. things like that. So, yeah. So just let us know how that goes because oh, I know it's going to be brand spanking new with those second graders. And well, and I'll, just off the top of my head, I know that um, we didn't do the much of the listen to reading in fifth grade mm-hmm. because that wasn't really what they needed to focus on. But second grade will. Right. I mm-hmm. could I could probably do like form reflections and things like absolutely. that absolutely I, I just thought of that, that off the top of my head so there yes, we go <laughs> yes it's amazing yes. you get the ideas flowing absolutely mm-hmm. work on writing that too that too you're right um, um because they'll need to be prepared for in third grade when they take the um gmas on the computers because mm-hmm. that's all we're doing now there's no more of that delivering tests booklets and yeah and just think anymore. with you at second grade you're going to have those students practicing on devices so mm-hmm. the fifth grade teachers that you like you mentioned you know a lot of the students aren't familiar with using that was a the struggle computer. for us this year mm-hmm. that was a big struggle because last year those four the my my fifth graders this year last year they were they took the gmas in fourth grade on in paper and pencil exactly so a lot of them didn't know how to type a lot of them didn't know how to um, go back and change what they've already typed up. Mm-hmm. So it, you're right. I mean, it, it's it's going to be fun to get to teach them those foundational skills, whether it be teaching them the regular content or even teaching them early computer stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fifth grader <clears throat> teachers will like you once they <laughs> second grade. Oh yeah, absolutely. Get there. So yeah, that's great. 
We would like to mention Common Sense Media website as a resource for a guide to help students navigate a world that is ever-changing. With your experiences, do you have um, any advice to educators out there listening about possibly, you know, that a little apprehensive about adding technology to lessons or maybe going for the Google Certified Educator Level 1? Is there anything that you could throw out there for them? If you're worried about adding technology to the classroom, do it slowly. Don't try and throw everything you have at it at once because the first few times you use it, it's going to be a mess. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about that because the especially in elementary these kids a lot of them don't do things on computers that are educational Mm -hmm. whether they have their smartphones at home or their tablets or their even laptops so they're not trained on how to use a lot of these things on these computers like how to how to type how to how to search for things and how to i mean all that kind of stuff right do it slowly that's the biggest thing and when you start looking at these things you're going to find so many cool things you're going to want to try don't try and do it all at once yes <laughs> guilty i think we've all made that same here we've all made that mistake yes yes when i i mean when i did the google classroom stuff when mm-hmm. we were doing gmas prep i had way too much on there yes and I, I, and now that i know i had you know i i next time i do that i'll know right. okay so maybe that's that was too much stuff for them to do or I know that some of my kids finish early, so it was good to have it on there. Right, right. But, you know, I threw way too much at them. Mm-hmm. But but definitely do the technology stuff because you will never see your kids more engaged in something when they are working on an assignment on the computer, getting to watch videos, getting to play around and do research on their own. They, they love doing that. But you have to teach them how to do it. Very important. <laughs> yes. yes. And, with, and you were saying the Google certification stuff. It's not a difficult assessment. You just have to know what you're doing. So you definitely want to research what you have to do. I know that, I mean, I, like I said, I did the Academy. If y'all get, if we get to do that next year, if anybody's thinking about doing it, do that. Um, there are some great resources online that, like, mm-hmm. I know on that Shake Up Learning website that I love because she has a podcast and uh, they have a Google, the Google, the Google class, was it the, the Google, 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 Google teacher class. tribe. Thank you. Yeah. The Google <laughs> teacher tribe. Mm-hmm. And then she has it when she just started, but mm-hmm. she has a, uh, a matrix yes. that has everything you should know how to do before you take it. And it's, it's amazing. So don't just jump into it. Cause you're, cause that is the quickest way to fail it, <laughs> but definitely look into doing it. Cause if you use G suite, um, programs like docs and sheets and all that you, you know on a daily basis or even on an occasional basis you probably know how to do some of the things they're going to test you mm-hmm, on. right mm-hmm. but there are some things you'll probably have never seen before like how do you how, how do you create a google classroom and how do you copy it over how do you how do you take how do you take forms and make it into a quiz you know there's some things that even when i did that the first time i'd never i didn't know you could turn forms into quizzes yeah so you know that, I, well, I think that's great advice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Do you find that? Um, I know me as an educator, when I was switching over to using technology, and of course I've been in this forever. <laughs> so it's technology. Not exactly forever. I don't want to tell you that this was my first year. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I always blamed, you know 
when I was planning and doing paper pencil and books and <clears throat> excuse me and so forth, when the lesson failed or it didn't go well, I made adjustments. Um, and then when technology came in, it's like, oh my gosh, the technology's not working. I can't do it. I found myself relying too much on the technology and not having a backup plan. Mm. So you had to have a backup. Just like I did when I was using the paper and pencil. Mm-hmm. Okay, if this activity doesn't work, I'm going to have a have backup plan. To do. Yes. So, that was a struggle for me this year, uh-huh. mm-hmm. making sure I had a backup plan if something mm-hmm. didn't happen um, or it didn't, didn't work out because I just, in my head, assumed, oh, it's going to be fine. It's all going to work. Everything's going to work. Which <laughs> hey, positive not, thinking. This is um, good. <laughs> you, it, it, positive, yes, but not very safe when you're a teacher not always realistic yeah we've having though we've been in a classroom all three of us have been in a classroom we know that things never go as planned you could you could write the most detailed lesson plan in the world and it will never happen that way exactly so (laughs) let's get on paper (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah this looks amazing on paper but the moment you try and start teaching it those kids are out Uh, exactly that was the hardest part with fifth grade was keeping them engaged Mm, yeah and like I said, I had never seen them more engaged until I started doing the online activities. They were getting bored with doing iReady every single time. Mm-hmm. We weren't our my, our principal said since we since not every grade level had the technology, we didn't have to do iReady 100. percent right. So I said, well, let's try something new. What were some of the things you think were the most engaging? They absolutely. So I made a a, a hyperdoc on the Cold War. Okay. Um, and. They loved getting to watch the videos and answer the questions on them or listening to some of the, I found some songs about the Cold War they mm-hmm. listened to and they reflected on. It, anything that got them doing something different than they were used to in the classroom, you know, changing, they basically just changed it all up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, you can sit there and teach from PowerPoint all day long and well, they are going to fall asleep or they're going to be bored to tears. Right. So... The, that was the most engaged I'd seen them was doing that hyperdoc and letting and them watching the videos and I mean one of the songs I did was that Beatles song back in the USSR some of them had never heard of the Beatles before so I introduced them to the Beatles I mean it was fun it was, fun. It was fun for me too yeah, yeah. yeah. it was fun for me the and arts. they were engaged so That's I loved nice. it were they able to produce anything at the it was a, a like a product built in that they had to create after learning um, about the Cold War or Unf- not not this time because it was um, it was more of a review than anything gotcha. else. Okay. Um, but that's something I like to add on to the future sort that I was really proud of that because I took one I found online and I used like um, I used one of those uh, screenshot programs and yes. just screenshot the document and made it. I'll, I'll send that all over so nobody can see what that looks like. Fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah. That's one of the things about being an educator, right? You share, 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 and oh, yes. borrow from wherever you can. Everything. We share everything. <laughs> so, I mean, if it wasn't for that, I probably would have spent thousands of dollars more than I already had this year. Have a comment? Well, you've listened to the podcast. Now visit our corresponding show notes on our website, www.somethingtotechabout.com, and leave your comments, questions, or aha moments. Well, Mr. Goodrich, we really enjoyed having you in the studio today. Um, as you get ready for summer, 
um, we want our listeners to be able to come and visit our show notes and see some of the things you've done with your students. So could you let us know what sorts of things could listeners expect to see when they come? I will, I'll send over my uh, Cold War Hyperdoc that I created for the kids to do, and I will try and send over the plant sort. I'm really, really proud of that one because I had so much fun. Just took one that I found online and just used a screenshot program and put it all over Google Slides. So I'll send all those over. Awesome. They awesome. sound fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as yeah, as educators, we definitely share from one another, so we want to make sure that everybody Everything. who's listening um, can benefit from some of the things you mm-hmm. did in your classroom Absolutely. as well. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Have Thank a great summer, me. and good luck next year from fifth grade to second grade. That's, thanks so much. That's a big grade level switch. So, But if you need anything, let us know. We'll be oh, sure to talk about will. it. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good summer.